If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. At the window. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. And go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. Welcome into At the Window on the Sports Grid TV network alongside Drew Morton in Las Vegas, Nevada. I am Sean Guasamaki here in Midtown Manhattan. Welcome, Pluto TV viewers, Channel 517, Stir, Zumo TV, YouTube, everywhere you could find us. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we're everywhere. Drew, what a terrible, terrible night for me last night as far as bets are concerned. I was betting the over Michigan, Louisville. 138 was the total, 138 and a half. It was going down. It was as high as 140. I, I, how many points? Did they score 100 uh, in, in that game? I mean, God damn. What a, what a terrible, terrible game there. I mean, just 18 points in the first half. Michigan shoots 26% from the field. And I got to give you credit, Drew. You talked about the three percent, the uh, field goal defense for the uh, Cardinals and how the, and that might uh, hurt Michigan as far as shooting threes. It really did. It was 16% from three-point land. Got to give it to you. Louisville crushes Michigan by 15 points yesterday. It was never a game except for maybe a couple minutes in the second half. 
Yeah, Sean. Well, good good to be on with you again. You know, uh, hump day here, Wednesday, and uh, we got a packed show as well, man. Gary Danielson in the house, uh, the guy that's calling the uh, CBS SEC championship game. But yeah, talking about Michigan-Louisville 4-1 matchup last night. Yeah, the three-point defense, man, um, it's just something that I've noticed in the last couple years. It, it, it's something I like to have in my back pocket when placing a bet, Sean, mainly because it travels. You know, it, it stays. It stays consistent. If you can defend the three one day, you're likely going to defend it the next so uh teams that can defend the three i tend to like to bet on more saw it last night it was uh in our favor but you know it goes towards uh heck some days are, are good bets some days aren't so good of bets and uh on monday what you really took it to me man going two and oh i went oh and one so uh hey some some days are better than others man you know what though i did rebound with the double header the, the second game the late game 9 30 p.m eastern time duke on the money line, and I, I also had him on the spread. You know, you put a half a unit, and you put a full unit uh, on both, and so that's what I did because, uh, I, you know, uh, no way Tom Izzo was beating Coach K. I mean, Coach K has dominated Tom Izzo in his career, you know, except for that, you know, Elite Eight last year, but I had all the faith in the world in Duke, and you remember that stat, Duke's now 19-2 and in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Now, that might not mean a lot because different teams – uh, they face, and, and it's a different team every year for Duke anyway, right? Because they always recruit these freshmen. But Coach K's dominance over Tom Izzo is not uh, exaggerated. He really owns them, and, and he proved it last night. I mean, Vernon Carey inside, unstoppable, dominated in the paint. Didn't help that Tillman was in foul trouble early for Michigan State. That was a win, so I, I rebounded a little bit, but I also lost with Florida State uh, and Indiana. Indiana hadn't played anyone this year going into the game. Didn't matter. They were at home. They win easily over the Seminoles. So uh, one and two last night. I'll take my lumps. Uh, I'll bounce back tonight there, Drew. And, and yeah, and Sean, I mean, that Duke-Michigan State game, uh, that was one to watch. That was, that, you know, in terms of Blue Devils fans anyway, putting up 45 points in the first half. That team can really put the ball in the bucket, talking about Duke here. And yeah, they did win going away. You know, I believe, what, six-point favorites winning by 13. And you bring up the fact that is a great stat, man, how a team plays in the Big Ten ACC challenge, because it is kind of, you know, you, you get the spotlight on you, especially if you're Duke going against uh, usually a prominent team in the Big Ten, a lot of eyeballs on there. So I think that there actually is something to take away from it. Um, that's a great stat by you, man. And uh, talking about Tom Izzo. I wasn't a big fan of looking to fade him, even though you're right. Coach K has had his uh, has had his number, but Izzo, I don't know, man. When I when I see him coach, when I see him, I I, I could see you know talking about wanting to play for coaches. I feel like he's a good guy to play for. So I, I think the Spartans program's in a good place. Yeah, I mean the other thing too, uh, you know, speaking of the Spartans, right? And, and Izzo is a good coach, very good coach, not a great coach. Only one national championship. That was way back in 2000. Always gets to the Final Four uh, and loses, right? Outside of that one championship, his other Final Four appearances, and he's been favored in a lot of those games. Just he never pays it off, and, and that's a big deal when you're talking about calling someone a great coach. You got to win the big games, and, and, and Izzo, early on in his career, he was, he's a whiz, but later in his career, He's, he's come up short, but did you catch Draymond Green's number 23 being retired? Yeah. yeah. And did you catch that Xavier Tillman, currently on the team, wears number 23? So does he have to change his number now that it's retired? I mean, isn't that the craziest thing that a current player has the number 23, yet it was retired last night? 
Yeah, I, I don't think college numbers you can really retire from the roster, so to speak, because in recruiting, you always want the better players to have yeah. their numbers. So yeah. I, I, I think that's more of a professional thing. I think it's just more, you know, retiring the jersey, not necessarily the numbers, Sean. Yeah, but uh, congratulations to Draymond. He had an excellent career, Big Ten Player of the Year while he was with the Spartans, and not a lot was expected of him as far as the NBA is concerned, at least start him in the NBA, and he's proven people wrong, and he credits Tom Izzo with with helping him get there. So to your point, very good coach and someone you would want to play for, but uh, he needs to win a national championship, another national championship for me to consider him in that great category. You know, he's never going to be Coach K, but who is? Who's going to be Coach K? Roy Williams, is he in that? Will he get to that category if he wins another national championship? I don't Another natty? I don't think so. I I don't think he's, he has to do a lot more to get to the Roy Williams, like, um, uh, spot right uh so but he'll be in a spot with who who else is in there multiple national championships i mean john calipari only has one i mean it's it's select company right when, when you get to two national championships yeah but sean you know I, i'm in the camp where making a final four it's in in the sport of college basketball it's kind of okay you're, you're still a great coach you know being a an auburn fan and just being on tough times on the basketball court yeah, for yeah. multiple decades yeah. and then having to make the run of last year man that's good enough for me so i i think final four appearances go a long way in saying how good of a coach you are and plus the fact you you bring up uh Dr- draymond green and him talking about Izzo. i just think it's so cool to see nba players and the same with nfl players coming back to college i think it's great for for really all sports man to hear him talk about their college days yeah i do and, and i'll disagree a little bit on that i mean when you're favored to win in the final four and championship game and you come up short continually i don't know how i'm going to put you in that great category even with the final four appearances all right more to come on at the window with drew martin and myself back after this Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. 
If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fantasy Sports Today. Corlin Sutton. How good has he been? 54 catches for 906 with six touchdowns. He was ADP 103. Wide receiver, get this, 43 on the board. And he's done it with Joe Flacco, Brandon Allen, and now Drew Locke. I mean, come on. Let's give this key deserves the love. Weekdays, noon to 2 p.m. Eastern on the Evan DSY Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. This is At The Window, Sports Grid TV Network. Thank you for coming back with us. Drew Martin in Las Vegas. I am Sean Guasamaca right here in Midtown Manhattan. Coming up later, Gary Danielson, SEC analyst for CBS. He will, of course, call the SEC title game between LSU and Georgia, 4 p.m. Eastern time on CBS on Saturday. He was there at Jordan Hare for the Auburn victory over Alabama. We will get into that, of course, with Gary and Jamie Kelton, who will join us coming up next segment. You remember her, former Falcons cheerleader, Alabama alum, college football enthusiast. Uh, She'll join us as well for uh, coming up shortly. And um, Drew, speaking of the Iron Bowl, did you catch uh, those dopey Auburn fans? And I'm sorry to call them dopey. I know you're you're an Auburn alum and and whatnot, but... They got caught in the bushes. They <laughs> did you see? Did you catch that after the game? Yeah, they're running yeah. onto the field and they jumped into the bushes. and couldn't get out. Dude, Sean, yes, I, I did see that. And dopey is a fine word to say. I mean, I've never jumped into bushes not knowing what the on the bottom. Like that one girl, the gift that kept on going. That it was, was great. great. She was never to be seen from again. Um, <laughs> I know. I know. I'll tell you, Sean. Um, one, when I went to school there. I was very surprised that anybody's ever been able to rush the field at Auburn. That's the second time in many decades that it's ever been done. And because when I was there, man, they would have like hundreds and hundreds of cops with dogs, like really up there in the student section. There was almost no chance of getting out there. And then the kick six happened and they rushed the field. That was, you know, multiple years ago. And then this time it happened again. So I'm wondering if like the security there in Jordan Harris has really been pulled back because there's no way that they'd be rushing the field like they have been of late if if it was the same security as back when I was there, like in 02, in in like 05, 06. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things I always look at whenever, 
I'm in the stands and, and there's a big upset and I'm, I'm at a college football game or even, or, or even an NFL game, you see the security, right? They, they get ready. You could see them like, um, you know, getting together and, as the game winds down. There's no way you're going to get onto the field. You're, yeah, that's a good point. Like, where, what happened to the security? They just like, figured out ah, whatever. You know what? They're happy. They're celebrating themselves, right? It was a big win for Auburn over Alabama. So, hey, why not rush the field? I like that. That's a great college football tradition. It does put people in harm's way, though, and you, you, hopefully no one gets hurt. It is kind of reckless, so to speak. I, don't want, I would not want to be involved in getting run over by uh, these fans. So, like, if you're a player and whatnot, I could see the concern there. So, it definitely needs security. But that was pretty funny, though, when, when uh, the gif, as you called it, of the Auburn fan jumping into the bushes and – not being able to get out was pretty, pretty, pretty fun. <laughs> never, <laughs> never be able to, never been seen again. Yeah, you're right. It, it, and in terms of running on the field, man, I love it too. I, I wish yeah. I could be, be part of it, you know, because it, it's a really fun time. But, it, you know, in, in terms of where society's at now, it being 2019, about to be 2020, it's just a matter of time if we let this until one crazy fan kind of ruins it for everybody and a dangerous situation happens. So it, it's just one of those things in life. Like, I, I want to do it, but at the same time, I understand kind of security not letting it happen. Drew, uh, before we get to your college basketball take uh, on tonight's uh, action, I, I want to talk about the breaking news just before we came on the show just before the show started, and that is Zach Wheeler signing a five-year, $118 million deal with the Philadelphia Phillies. He's going to make, an, on average, $23.6 million per year, or $2 million less per year than Jacob deGrom, the Mets ace, the team that he's leaving, and now he's going to join the rival Philadelphia Phillies. What a great world we live in. Zach Wheeler, good pitcher. Don't get me wrong, good pitcher. He's not an ace, Drew. Is he a two, a number two? I don't think so. On a, a good staff, he's a number three. On a bad staff, he's a number two. He'll be the number two behind uh, Nola in Philadelphia. But spending this amount of money on Zach Wheeler, if you're the Phillies, to me, it's a bad contract. And there's reports the White Sox offered more than this for Zach Wheeler. He declined because his wife's from Jersey, so he wanted to stay local and, and go to Philadelphia. But I don't like the signing for the Philadelphia Phillies. It's not my money, but they need to work on the bullpen. And they've made some minor moves to the bullpen. It was atrocious last year. They revamped that totally. So we'll see if, if those moves pay off. Joe Girardi, the manager, that might be the biggest acquisition of the offseason for the Phillies. He replaces Gabe Kapler, but $118 million for Zach Wheeler? I, I like Zach Wheeler, but as but this amount of money, $23.6 a year, I think that's a little too much. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm starting to really not understand some of these starting pitching contracts here. I mean, you bring up the fact uh, of he's, what, a, a middle-of-the-road, maybe it's slightly above middle-of-the-road pitcher signing for this much money, man. I, I don't get it. I mean, this I, I would look for more of these young guys where you, you can lock them in a little bit longer for, for a lot less money, Sean. I, I just don't see it. I, I don't know what's going on here. You bring up the fact of the White Sox even offering more. I, I almost feel like I'm missing something in the story here. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, just to follow up what kind of path you were taking, I, this is very surprising to me, man. Yeah, and good move for the Mets, and they weren't going to spend the, this amount of money on Zach Wheeler. They have Marcus Stroman for another year, DeGrom, and they still have Syndergaard. So we'll see what happens. So uh, I'm not surprised that Wheeler left the Mets. According to reports, he did go back to the Mets to see if they would match. 
um, this offer. They chose not to, and so he's now a Philadelphia Philly. Zach Wheeler, that is. All right. Want to talk college basketball, Drew? Get your thoughts. Let's run down some games real quick. Uh, tonight, what are you looking at? What are you focusing on? You won with Butler last night. That was a good pick by you. Um, I want to hit on some of the bigger games, though, just uh, for, the, for the audience out there. And the, and the big game on the slate tonight, what is that? Ohio State and North Carolina. North Carolina, three-point favorites in this one, 138 the total. What do you see in this game tonight there, Drew? Do you have, have a side that you're leaning towards? You know, the, the, one, I'm really excited to watch this game tonight, Sean. And one thing I took away from from North Carolina here is the point guard position. You know, in years past, Roy Williams has had his guy kind of run the exact offense that he's wanted. This time, it's just talent alone at the point guard position, kind of doing more what you want. So it, it's kind of led to a little bit of a slower pace game. And I believe what UNC out the gate, um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but definitely an under trender out the gate this year. So it makes me kind of circle them as unders going forward. We're seeing it, what, 138 right now, yep. as high as 139. I, I would look towards the under. Both of these two teams defensively, not bad at all. So I uh, don't have a strong feel on this one. Big 10 ACC challenge like we're talking about here, but I do lean towards the under. What are you seeing here with the Buckeyes and UNC? Yeah, it's an interesting game, Cole Anthony. Let's see if, I mean, he's been great this year. The field goal percentage, not so so much. Uh, North Carolina should should win this game. They're the better team. They're at home. I think they, they'll cover this three-point uh, spread here with uh, this game tonight. But uh, one other thought uh, on uh, another game here real quick, Drew, and then uh, we'll get to your the, the game you're focusing on tonight in college basketball. Notre Dame at Maryland. Maryland, number three team in the nation. Anthony Cowan playing well there for the Terrapins. Nine-and-a-half-point favorites. You're going to lay the nine-and-a-half points with the Terrapins tonight. 141-and-a-half the total in this one, Drew. What do you like it, and what do you? How do you see this game shaking out? Yeah, I mean, this Maryland team is good. I think they weren't, you know, nearly doubles here at home. It's going to be a fun one to watch again. You know, Terps and Irish tonight. Looking at this one in College Park, we're seeing Maryland. You know, obviously undefeated at home. Notre Dame losing their only true road game here, zero and one away record. Maryland, in terms of you know, ATS wins and losses, they have dropped two of their last three. So in terms of price point, it does kind of worry me. Are they getting a little bit too pricey here with uh, what Notre Dame covering their last game, but it's against fairly Dickinson. And before that, losing three straight ATS to Howard Marshall and Presbyterian. So both of these two teams kind of trending towards the market pricing them a little bit too high. I guess that could speak towards taking the points with the underdog Irish, but it is on the road. Tough place to play in College Park. I lean Maryland, but another game, you know, just going to be watching from the sidelines here, Sean. What are you thinking with the Irish and Terps? Uh, I like the Terrapins, but y you know what? I mean, nine and a half is an awful lot to lay. They are at home uh, on the season. Um, Notre Dame just six and one and undefeated Maryland team. I got to go with the home team in this one. Nine and a half is an awful lot to lay, though. I'm going to pass on this game. I, I really like the North Carolina game much better tonight as far as a lean is concerned. But best bets coming up later in the show. But up next, Drew, let's talk a little college football, right? Rankings came out. We have a fresh rankings to look at. Jamie Kelton, former cheerleader, Fox News contributor, and, of course, college football enthusiast. She joins us next. Here at the window on the Sports Grid. TV Network back right after this with Jamie. 
Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Drew, you know this song, Drew. You know, you know it. You know. Welcome, Jamie. This is how we greet you. Welcome into At The Window, Jamie Kelton. Drew, you want to take over here? Describe what you're listening Jamie, to? Jamie, that was not my idea. Uh, we, were, we appreciate sure, you coming sure on the show. Sorry about that. You can sing along here, Drew. Come on. I know you know the words. That's War just, just... Eagle. Hey. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's establish this again. Drew went to Auburn, of course, and Jamie is an Alabama alum. And uh, yes. I think uh, Drew got the better of the 
two of you guys sorry, last week, Saturday. 48-45, Auburn, Oof. Jordan Hare. But it could have been worse. You could have been like stuck in the bushes like that fan running onto the field. Did you see I that? Saw, so I saw that. The second that flashed on screen, I was like, this has to be a meme. I can't wait to see this turn into yeah, a meme. Really next, ridiculous. Next week. Yeah, That's yikes. what you expect, right, from Auburn fans, Absol- right? Absolutely. Yikes. Absolutely. <laughs> I knew that was a girl wearing orange and blue in <laughs> the bushes, not crimson and white, for sure. All right, so... We, we know the fact that Alabama's number 12 now in the college football rankings, right, Drew? They are done, toast, forget about Alabama. Finally, we'll miss a college Goodness football gracious. Playoff. We are sick of, of Alabama, aren't we, Drew? I think you just have a lot of hate in your heart, no, I, Sean. <laughs> only for okay. SEC and Alabama. No, no, only for them. And, and Paul Feinbaum. We'll get to him, no, maybe a little bit let's, later. Let's talk about Feinbaum. Let's no, forget about Feinbaum. He, he, you know, <laughs> I, I knew that Michigan was going to lose on Saturday when I turned on ESPN and Paul Feinbaum, Jim Harbaugh's biggest critic since he arrived in Ann Arbor, mm. he picked Michigan to win the game. I was like, no, <laughs> no, he just mushed it. Oh, I was, I was, and then Mike Greenberg's another one. He picked Michigan, and of course, we know what happened on Saturday. We'll forget about that. Yeah. Well, let let me tell you, I was here last week, right? And if you remember, I said, I don't care if it's fourth and 45. (laughs) If there's a field goal on the line, do not kick the ball. And, And what happened? We, we kicked the ball and we do and we doinked it. Um, so I would, I would actually say Sean, that the Alabama kickers are among the most talented in the country because to actually make that six inch piece of plastic pipe over missing the 18 and a half foot space in between the, the accuracy and the rate at which we did that this year is truly impressive. Right. Yeah. All right, Drew, we established that. All right. So the iron bowl uh, goes to you, but, but, you know, Jamie, you know, you have a couple of national championships. Wait, five or six? I lose count since right. Nick Saban uh, arrived there in Tuscaloosa. T-Town. Do they call it T-Town? They do call it T-Town. Is, is that, they don't call acceptable. It, they don't call it Hotlanta, but they do call, yeah, no, they do yeah, call it T-Town. Got, <laughs> I got to make sure I, I clear this with, with uh, also, Jamie. also known as Town. Oh, look at that. Oh. Well, not this year, though. Sorry. Not uh, this year. All right, but who's going to get in? All right, so we, we yeah. have the latest rankings, Drew. Number one, Ohio State stays. Number two, LSU. Three, is uh, Clemson, who has played no one in the ACC, but they're still three. And Dabo, apologies to Dabo. He's a little testy or a little, 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 uh, little, little shaken grumpy. Up. Yeah. A little grumpy. All right. They're three. And four, Georgia. Of course, we have the SEC title game, Georgia-LSU. They will play. So one of those two teams. Well, actually, Georgia, if they win, they're in. LSU might still be in. So we'll see what happens there. But it's interesting to note, Utah is five. That's where it gets interesting. Guys, and then... Uh, We'll run it down. Oklahoma 6, uh, Baylor 7, Wisconsin 8, Florida 9, Penn State 10. All right. Auburn's 11 and Alabama's 12 just for um, keeping track there. All right. Bookkeeping purposes. Drew, what are your thoughts, your initial thoughts uh, from this college football ranking that just came out last night? Yeah, Sean, I mean, if chalk happens, meaning all the favorites win, LSU knocks off Georgia, Clemson wins as heavy favorites, Ohio State wins as heavy favorites, and Utah wins in Friday night lights action to, to capture the, the Pac-12, I don't think there's really any debate. Utah's punching their ticket. I don't really think that it's going to come down to Baylor or Oklahoma, who looks better, anything like that. I think Utah's the much better team. Um, the college football playoff committee needs to kind of factor in the that they've cut off the West Coast for multiple years now. So bringing in the Pac-12 into the uh, playoffs, I think is actually good for the brand growing college football. So if chalk happens here, Sean, I think the Utes punch their ticket. Jamie, I don't know. How do you feel? 
I disagree. I don't think that the Pac-12 just gets in because it's their turn. That's not how this works. Um, if you look, <laughs> if you look at Utah and Oklahoma next to each other on paper, they're very, very, very similar. Um, Oklahoma actually has one more ranked win than Utah does. So I disagree, and I think that it's going to um, matter a lot what happens on Friday night and on Saturday in those games. Um, but I think that also Utah is getting the benefit of the doubt when um, their loss is better than I think Oklahoma's loss, that Oklahoma lost to an unranked Kansas, Kansas State, State. Yep. Um, Utah lost to now USC. ranked USC on Friday night. Um, they were missing their star running back halfway through the third quarter. So I think that they're looking at that. But what's driving me crazy about the playoff committee this year is I think the only thing that's really consistent about them is how inconsistent they are <laughs> yeah, in, in their criteria right. and how they're judging the teams and ranking them. I can't I can't figure it out. Well, so we're usually number one, so I don't I don't I don't never had to figure it out. Before. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I know, but but they're putting style over substance, right? Ohio State passes the eye test, right, with their schedule and how they've been playing so far this year, blowing out everyone except for Penn State. Everyone except for Penn State, they've beaten by 24 or more points. So they're putting them number one. And their defense is top 10 in the country, as well as their offense. LSU, they have a great offense. Defense, 400 yards to Ole Miss on the ground. That hurt them. That's why they're number two, even though their resume is more impressive than Ohio State. With, what, three top 25 wins LSU has? Three three in the top 11. They beat Florida, they beat Auburn, and they beat Alabama in the top 12. Right. Wait, what does Ohio State have to... Wisconsin and now Michigan 14th. That's it. And Penn State. 10. And Penn State. So, all right. So, that's three. That's that's not – that's impressive. But the, the more impressive resume definitely is LSU and their two. Sure. So, I agree with you there. So, they are inconsistent there. And then they have Big Ten. I like the Big Ten. But they have – look, Wisconsin's eight now. Penn State's 10. That really bodes well for Ohio State. But next week, if they were to beat Wisconsin like it's expected – to make that case that they're the best team in the country. Yeah, but, but Sean, Sean, but riddle me this, though. Why is it that Michigan got blown out, right, yeah. at home, and they only drop one spot, but Alabama loses by a field goal at the end of the game and goes down seven spots? It almost Because seems they like, want to make the case for Ohio State, number well, one. Exa exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, we're saying the same thing. I think they're trying to create this narrative um, of, you know, making the case for Ohio State a little bit stronger. So you made the point you think Oklahoma deserves it over Utah, right? If it comes down to that. I, I think America wants to see Oklahoma over Utah. Yeah, which I uh, hate know, that with, with Link, Lincoln that. Riley, Jalen Hurts. Oh my God, isn't everyone in the country a Jalen Hurts fan by now? No. I mean, what a kid. Yeah. yeah. You like him? You like Jalen Hurts? What's I not, mean, he transferred out of your school. And he was annoyed with how that and, I know, down. I know. I actually blame our failure this year on the transfer portal and Jalen Hurts. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> but no, he, he's, he's definitely a leader of, of that team. Definitely, no, no doubt about it. Heisman. But really, do you want to see Oklahoma and uh, LSU, LSU or Ohio State? Okay, no, I'm just saying just as a matchup. Or do you want to see Utah and Ohio State or Oklahoma? Like, ooh. You say Utah. You no, know, but Utah's more deserving. They might be. Are they? Are they? The Pac-12 stinks. Are they? Right? That, they that's lost why, to USC. You mentioned USC. That's why USC. I say this. This, this last but, notch on their resume is going to— quarterback, too. USC had a third-string quarterback in that game, yeah. and they beat Utah. But that's very on, that's very on brand for the Pac-12 as well. They always like drop a random game too. So Drew, we're, we're used to that. Here, Drew. Let, let's not forget though, Utah's best player was out that game, and their quarterback was banged up. So yeah. it, it, it wasn't like it was all you know roses for for Utah coming out there. And and who does you, you know as far as who do we want to see? I actually do want to see Utah, and not because of the quote unquote brand, but because they have a much better defense, and they, in my opinion, their core. 
back running back position is one of the best in in college football with Kyle Whittingham has his head coach and if you know you know their their his bowl record with extra preparation time is second to none so I actually think Utah would give a a, a better run to the top three teams plus the fact Jamie I mean we we don't have too much more time with you we can't bury the lead too much we got the SEC championship we got to get your non-biased opinion on as well <laughs> yeah so you like Oh, gosh, I think everyone's saying it's going to be a low scoring game again, just like it was with Alabama and Auburn. But if you look at these two teams, I think LSU is very similar to Alabama. High powered offense, offense, underwhelming defense. And Georgia is very similar to Auburn with that stifling defense a puttering offense that really just can't put anybody away. So I think that LSU is going to throw it down the field. The wide receivers are going to make plays. Um, I'm not sure if they're really going to establish the run game too much. But I think that that is going to force Jake Fromm to have to pass the ball a lot. Maybe he'll throw a couple of pick sixes. I don't know. But I see it turning into a higher scoring game. So you like over 54 and a half points. That's what the do. total is right I now. I do. You do. Mm -hmm. All right. LSU favored by seven. If you had to pick a side, you think they cover that seven points over Georgia? LSU? Or you think it would be a field goal game either way? You go with Georgia then plus seven points. I think I'm going with LSU. Yeah, I yeah. think so, too. I'm going with LSU, yeah. too. I don't believe in Fromm, basically. We don't have much time. Drew, what are your thoughts on the SEC title game? Oh, Fromm, man, the Little League World Series hero here. I like Fromm, man. He's uh, I, I think he's, you know, completion percentage, that kind of stuff has, has kind of wrecked him the wrong way. But uh, I like him as a quarterback, plus the fact Auburn's defense held LSU to 23 points. I think Georgia's is on that level. I think Georgia plus the points is a side, but I do think LSU wins outright. What about the total 54 and a half, Drew? You got one, you got to lean one way or the other in that? I really don't. I think that that's on pace. If you made me bet it, uh, I'd probably bet the under. I would too, just, to, just knowing how these teams play. And I think Kirby Smart's going to be conservative. From, they want to run the football with Swift. They want to establish the run. Can they with LSU? I think they can. Look at Ole Miss. They ran for 400 yards, as I noted. So I, I think they'll, they'll run the clock out, and they'll have less possessions, and thus I like the under 54.5. But, Jamie, you're going to stay around. Yes. You're going to hang out. Gary Danielson, lead analyst for the SEC on CBS, calling the title game on Saturday between LSU and Georgia. He will join us again next coming up. Excited for that. We'll, we'll see what he has to say about uh, the SEC title game. And, Jamie, we don't have much time, but – Tua might come back. Do you want to see him come back? I do. I would put my money that he's coming back. Right? I sure would. Is that the smart move? He might be a first-round pick know. regardless. I don't know. But you want him back. He's, he's, no, I, don't, I don't Jones. think he's going to be first-round pick anymore. Oh. Well, no. Listen, it's Bryce Young era now if Tua doesn't come back. I'm excited <laughs> for that. She knows the prospects. <laughs> she knows the other recruited uh, quarterbacks coming in for Alabama. All right. Coming back in just a few minutes. Don't go anywhere. Gary Danielson joins us on At The Window on the Sports Grid TV Network. Back right after this. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. 
Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back in on At The Window on the Sports Grid TV network. Get on the grid, Sports Grid. Also, follow us on YouTube, Sports Grid TV. On Instagram, at Sports Grid TV. Like our videos, like our pics. Follow us, Instagram, at Sports Grid TV. Jamie is following us, so she uh, got the uh, memo. So good for that. Good for her. And uh, so was Drew. So please follow us on Instagram and on YouTube. We have a guest, Gary Danielson, lead voice for the SEC on CBS, calling the the SEC title game this Saturday, 4 p.m. Eastern time between Georgia and LSU. Gary, welcome back to the show. Sean, Drew, and Jamie here in Midtown Manhattan. Drew is in Las Vegas. How's it going today? And what'd you make of the latest college football rankings? Do you have any disagreement with what the committee uh, chose yesterday as their top teams? Yeah. Hi. Hi, y'all. Hi, Sean. Um, you know, basically, no. I, you know, I'm not a, a big fan of the, the weekly rollout TV show. Um, it does appear that the committee is working very hard to place different teams in different bowl scenarios. And, you know, I, I assume it's very complicated. I know most all of these people that are on the committee, you know, they're uh, beyond impeccable. They care about college football. They're trying to get it right. It's not an easy job. Uh, sometimes I think 
they're uh, making sure teams are slotted a certain way so that uh, they can get the teams they want into some of the bowl game matchups that they think would be good for all the teams concerned. So I wouldn't worry about it too much. I, I think at the end, they're going to put the four teams in there that they think are the best four representatives of the college football. I, I do not buy. There's a lot of talking going on that the brands get a break. I get it. The, most of the brands have a lot of good football players, and year in and year out they play well. But I can assure you, if I, I believe, knowing these people, that if they think that Baylor is the fourth best team or Utah is the fourth best team, they will put them there. All right, because one of the discussions that people have been talking about is Utah versus Oklahoma. If the teams in front win out and then you have a battle between Utah and Oklahoma for that fourth and final spot, Oklahoma right. will have the edge because of their brand, right? It's a bigger brand, and no one wants to see Utah. No, I don't. I don't agree. You don't, don't agree don't, with that, right? I don't. No, I don't agree with that at all. I I, I think that that is not uh, treating these people with respect. They're on this committee. I like I said, I know them. I know if I was on the committee, yeah, that would not waver waver me at all. I would look at the teams that I thought played the toughest schedule, had the best year, and were the top four teams. And I I, I don't see how you can uh, try to impugn people uh, and, and think that they're trying to make a TV show. I think that's a leap too far for me. Drew? Uh, Gary, yeah, this is Drew Martin. Great to have you on again. I mean, you, you, I 100% agree with you, not being a fan of the TV show. And also, I, I do have the feeling that, you know, people are moving Oklahoma and Utah pretty close there, one right after the other. And and you fact you, you did speak about knowing people on the committee and them not going that route. But do you think there's anything to the college football committee cutting out the West Coast for multiple years and kind of the dollars and growing the college football brand in the future? It might actually be smarter to put the Utes in the top four. No, I don't think they're going to do that. I, I know there's everybody's trying to read a lot into this. Uh, I think it's a hard job, and I, there's no way I do this. Uh, I've been watching tape for uh, 25 years, roughly, doing this in a broadcaster. I did it for a professional, as a professional quarterback, uh, watching tape. I'm pretty confident that I don't know whether Oklahoma is better than Utah or Utah is better than Oklahoma or Baylor, and I don't think anybody else does by looking at tape. It's a tough job. They're required to look at everything in front of them and make a decision, and I don't believe they're going to let any outside uh, – an argument about college football be brought aboard. Now, I do think it's, you know, it's kind of tough for Utah. I mean, right now they're sitting there in that fifth spot, and should LSU beat Georgia, the assumption is the battle will be between the Big 12 champ and the Pac-12 champ. And how do you define it? It's it's cutting it so thin, and it's ironic to me that because. Uh, Oregon decided to play Auburn instead of playing, I don't know, Eastern Washington State, if there is such a team. Uh, that somehow hurts Utah. That doesn't make sense to me, but that's the crazy world of college football we live in. Yeah, Gary, hi, this is Jamie Kelton. We were just talking a lot about the teams outside of the top four. I want to ask you about the teams inside the top four. We got some really choice, uh, pungent words from Davo Swinney this week about Clemson right. being disrespected. Um, what do you make of what he said? Are you on board with that? Um, do you think he's still just trying to push the the Roy bus a little further? Um, what, uh, what are, what, what's going on down there in Clemson? Why do they feel disrespected? Yeah, they're yeah. undefeated and they're in the playoff. Yeah, yeah, Jamie, it's a good question. I think sometimes the coaches 
get a lot of information uh, secondhand, what people are saying about their team. Uh, and I think over the course of the year, he, he got a little bit tired of hearing about that his team's not playing well, that if they were in any other conference, they would not be in the hunt. And, I, you know, I think he points to his schedule and the games he's won, and he beat two SEC teams this year. And he goes, you know, really, what do you want us to do here? And, and I think it's more he's protecting his football players, his program, and a little bit his conference. It, to me, he got a little bit out over his skis. But, you know, these guys work 100 hours a week. They love the kids that play for them. So, you know, overall, I don't think it makes much a difference. If, and this is why I'm not a big brand guy. Uh, you know, hey, if Minnesota would have beaten Wisconsin and would have beaten Ohio State, they would have been in the Final Four. Now tell me mm-hmm. that that's a brand. You know, I, it's, it's just the way this thing is set up. The good players go to the good schools. If you watch the season all year, I don't think it would be, it would be tough to argue that Ohio State, Clemson, and LSU had the best seasons, and they pretty much have the best players. You might want to throw Alabama in there, but they got their quarterback hurt, and that's just the way it goes this year. Talking with Gary Danielson, lead voice for the uh, CBS SEC title game. He will call the action this Saturday between LSU and Georgia, 4 p.m. Eastern time on your local CBS affiliate. Gary, before we get to that game and preview that game with you, I have to ask. I mean, you were a Big Ten quarterback for Purdue. You called games in the Big Ten I'm sure you watched, I know you were busy on Saturday with the Iron Bowl, but I'm sure you, you watched some of the Michigan-Ohio State game. What's going on? What is going on there in Michigan and Jim Harbaugh? And do you see uh, any light at the end of the tunnel for that program going forward? Can they finally get to winning a Big Ten championship, something they haven't <laughs> done since 2004? Yeah, I know a, a lot of Michigan people. I grew up in Michigan. Uh, you're right, I covered a lot of games. They're, they're, it's not like they're going to go away, but they – Right now, it's been a, a tough slump for them. You know, uh, to me, the hire of Jim Harbaugh, a guy I love and I thought would do a great job at Michigan, and, I, and he's doing a good job. I mean, he's he can't get by Ohio State. I get it, you know, and they haven't played what Michigan fans hope would be that style of ball, but to beat the top elite teams. But two years ago, they were a fourth down call away from winning that game. Yep. This year, I picked them to make the playoffs. I, I thought that they would get there. I thought they had the schedule to get there. But I, like you, was a little bit shocked watching that game. And I'm going to go back just a half a paragraph prior and give a lot of credit to Urban Meyer. Um, you know, I've been following Urban for a long time, since he basically since he was an assistant coach at a Notre Dame, head coach at Bowling Green. I think he built the Utah program into being strong enough to get into the Pac-12. Without him there, he, they might never be in the, the Pac-12. He rebuilt uh, Florida and kick-started the SEC's run of national championships with his tough football. And then he's taken a program that always had great players at Ohio State. I mean, look at any NFL game and count the number of Ohio State players playing in an NFL game. You'll be shocked sometime. But he seems to me have taken them to a new level. And, uh, you know, they're, they're playing top-of-the-line football right now, and, and Jim has to take that next step. And nobody loves Michigan more and more intense than Jimmy, and, you know, he's just got to get it a little bit more right. Gary, did want to uh, ask you about the Saturday game you will be calling there in Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, 4 o'clock Eastern, talking Georgia Bulldogs versus the LSU Tigers. Um, breaking this game down, you know, LSU in terms of the teams they've struggled with, 
you know, the Auburn game, 23 to 20, only winning by a field goal at home. When you talk about profile and Georgia's defense possibly being there uh, kind of in line there with Auburn's defense do you think Georgia can give him as much trouble defensively and what's your overall look here in Mercedes-Benz four o'clock Eastern on Saturday all right let me start with uh two really good teams I, I think they deserve their ranking uh Georgia's been a bit frustrating this year because they have young receivers and when you watch them play I, I read some Georgia fan said um so let me get this right. We have a chance to win the national championship, and I have really not enjoyed one minute of football all year watching my team play. So they've been a little bit frustrating. I get that. But I do think they have the right type of team that could get LSU problems. Uh, you mentioned Auburn. You know, this Georgia team has, I've been saying all year, has a bunch of no-names on defense because they don't have that maybe one guy, DeAndre Baker type player that we know is an All-American. But, you know, the more I watch him, they, maybe they do have a lot of stars. Tyler Clark, Jordan Davis. I'm telling you, Monty Rice and Tay Crowder, their two linebackers, are great football players. J.R. Reed and Richard LeCount will both play in the NFL. They're two outstanding veteran safeties. So um, it's not going to be easy. But I will say that the stats that Georgia has put together this year, uh, amazing defensive stats, a, a bit of an asterisk, just a bit. Um, you can only control who you play, but they have not really faced a quarterback or an offense like they're going to face in this game. They've they faced a lot of backups, a lot of true freshmen, and, and they've overwhelmed those teams. Uh, I think this will be a game where their offense is going to have to score more points. I did the uh, Auburn-LSU uh, game, and LSU moved all over the field, just couldn't score. They just When they got in the red zone, they couldn't put it in the end zone. So I think that'll be the challenge for Georgia. LSU will put yards on the board. Can Georgia hold them to field goal attempts instead of touchdowns? All right, uh, so that's uh, on Saturday, 4 p.m. Eastern time. And in your mind, Gary, if LSU wins and beats Georgia, are they going to be number one over Ohio State when the college football rankings come out? In my mind, they should be. Uh, because I think that between the two teams, there's a sliver of difference. And I think they've had a better overall season. And I think the SEC is a shade better conference than the Big Ten. So I have to go with uh, the nod here for LSU. And it's an important nod because the first seed this year is an important seed. Yeah, I agree with you there. Gary. And, and uh, yeah, go, go ahead, Jamie. I was going to ask, um, just as, as, a, as a fun question, a lot has been made um, about, you know, when you call games, different fan bases say, well, he doesn't like my team, he likes the other team. <laughs> right. What, what right. do you have to say to those people who are just, you know, completely convinced that you are biased against their team and are rooting for the other team? Well, I wish I could root sometimes, but it's not doesn't go with the job, you know. But uh, sometimes I am surprised at how people can hear it differently than I'm trying to communicate. I just I guess, guess I got to do a better job of doing that. I I will say this: that all of these fans in this conference take their football really seriously, and the way they hear it is part of that passion that makes the conference so great. I just try to grind. I really do, and I try to stay as blunt as I can about both teams and. I guess uh, they hear it from me a little bit different, and I don't let it bother me at all. I, I don't. The reason I don't read it 
is because I, it's not because I don't care. They have their right. It's because I don't want it to affect me. I want to do my calls the way I see it and just let it go. I'm afraid sometimes if I start reading this stuff, everybody likes to be liked, you know, and I may shape my stuff in a different way. So I've been doing a long time this way, and I, I don't know how much longer I have, but I think I'm going to stick to my method here. <laughs> the unbiased <laughs> Gary Danielson will For be on sure. the call. <laughs> this Saturday, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on CBS, Georgia, LSU. Gary, always a pleasure. Thanks for the insight. Thanks for coming on and joining us on At The Window. Hey, you guys do a great job. Sean, Drew, Jamie, thank you very much. There he Thanks, is, Gary. Daniel. Thank you, All Gary. Right. We'll wrap things up, Drew. Get your best bet of the night coming back on the Sports Grid TV Network. Back right after this. Brain dance. Make it rain. You got to think the end of the game would have been played out differently had those two points been on the board. Then that whole last three minutes of the game would have have been totally different. That's not why they lost. You blew a 22-point freaking lead in seven minutes. Houston was up 20 with 323 in the third. They continued to get worse as the game was going on. So not one play cost them the game. Weekday, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio, Zumo TV 719, Stir, and Pluto TV, Channel 517. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners... Everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. 
When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get in the game. You can DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this show can get a deposit bonus of up to $500. Here's how it works. Create a DraftKings uh, Sportsbook account, make a deposit, place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it with a 50% bonus of up to $500. This offer is eligible for all users, plus new users will get a risk-free bet of up to $200. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See the website for details. Wrapping things up here on At The Window. Jamie Kelton hanging out with Drew and I. Game time decisions up next with Gabe Morenzi and a healthy Cam Stewart who went to the doctor. Hopefully everything is all right. He will be join Gabe, so good for Cam uh, as we love Cam. We don't want anything uh, bad to happen to him. But they're up next 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern time. Drew, best bet time what are you looking at? College basketball. I, I know that's your specialty. You have a best bet for tonight. College basketball. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Um, Sean, and, and actually getting a, a little grungy here going off the radar. UC Davis versus Northern Arizona. And going at this for a couple different reasons. One, UC Davis on the road tonight at Northern Arizona. They're just one in seven so far away from home. Haven't looked good playing away. Plus the fact, if if you don't know where Northern Arizona is, it's in a place called Flagstaff, Arizona, 7,000 feet elevation. Very difficult place for a team from California to go and play. Um, it will also be their second game in a row playing in elevation. As we know, uh, betting the NBA, that's always a tough ask, you know, going from Utah to Denver or vice versa. So uh, using that in our advantage here, I bet uh, Northern Arizona minus four last night. It's 
It's already pushed up to minus six, which is usually a good sign. There's six and a halves pop popping up in the marketplace right now, Sean. So my best bet for the show will be Northern Arizona minus six tonight over UC Davis. Speaking of elevation, I'm going to go to the NBA and Salt Lake City is another uh, city. High elevation there. They play the Lakers, hosting the Lakers on a back-to-back. But tonight, we'll see if LeBron James, we'll see if Anthony Davis, if, if they play. If they don't play as expected, I like the Utah Jazz minus the two and a half. Also, give me the Celtics over the Heat. Minus five and a half. Heat are on a back-to-back. They went to overtime with Toronto last night. Those are the best bets. This is at the window. Thanks to Jamie Kelton. Thanks to Gary Danielson. Thanks to Drew Martin. I'm Sean Guasamaki. See you tomorrow. Game Time Decisions up next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, And I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is Finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.